Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest. Now, Kawhi Leonard is widely regarded as a top 5, top 10 player in the NBA, and it's pretty well undisputed. You know, he's a two-way superstar, he can shoot the three, he can lock down people, arguably the best defender in the NBA in terms of on-ball defense. He's one of the more unstoppable players going towards the rim. He His handles greatly improved over the past couple of seasons, and he has that superstar essence about him where he shows up in the biggest of moments, and his impact on the game is felt whenever he touches the floor. There's no disputing that Kawhi Leonard is one of the best players in the NBA, but when you're judging players of his caliber, there's a certain criteria that they get judged with. When you're comparing the best of the best in terms of NBA players, they get judged against past legends, current superstars, goats of the game, and even though Kawhi has already cemented himself as a superstar in the league, he is coming up on a point in his career where he's trying to establish himself as a legend. He's trying to establish himself against the greats of NBA history. And this upcoming stretch, this playoff run that he has currently in this season with the Toronto Raptors, I think is the most important stretch of basketball in Kawhi's career so far. Now this might be a bit jarring to hear at first because Kawhi Leonard's a guy, usually for superstars, the elusive first ring, the elusive first finals MVP, that's when they establish themselves in those top tier conversations. And in the Kawhi Leonard, he already has a finals MVP, he has a ring, so people may argue that that playoff stretch is more important than this one, but I wholeheartedly disagree. That was an important playoff stretch to really put Kawhi on the map, and obviously he needed to show up in the playoffs to show that even though he was a young prospect, because that playoff stretch, he was only 22 years old, and he needed to prove that he could run with the greats that were on his roster, which included Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, but there wasn't many expectations for Kawhi Leonard in that series, and he exceeded them and really bursted out on the scene, which was a great, great sight to see a big moment in his career. But that stretch is nowhere near close to what this playoffs will mean for Kawhi's legacy, will mean for his career, because this is his first real opportunity to to establish himself as a legend, as a legend in the NBA. Because legends make their marks in the playoffs, they make their marks in leading teams out of the dust, pulling them out of the rubble. And, you know, he had an opportunity in that a couple years back when they he first faced off the Kevin Durant-led Golden State, but unfortunately Zaza Pachulia made him get injured in that series, and his playoff run was cut short. And honestly, he was only 25 at that point. He was having the best season of his career up until that point. He was 25 years old. He took Game 1 by storm against Golden State but that was stripped away from and Kevin Durant led Golden State Warriors they were they seemed unbeatable at the time they were unbeatable we ended up finding out and even though the Spurs had a great roster they just brought in LaMarcus Aldridge there wasn't much of an expectation to beat the Golden State Warriors and if he exceeded that that would have been a big moment in his career but definitely not the most important because if he lost then, you know, people wouldn't mind. People wouldn't care that he was still a young player. But let's take a look at the situation Kawhi is in right now. He's 27 years old, about to be 28. This is the prime of his career. He's supposed to be entering his best years in the NBA at this moment. You know, 25, 26, you're still looked at as a young player. That's entering his prime. 28, 29, 30, 31, that's when you're supposed to have your peak year. So he's in his peak years right now. Statistically, he's having the best season of his career. 27 points per game, 7 rebounds. You know, those are very solid numbers on shooting on great percentages. Night in, night out, whenever he plays, he's has big, big moments. Moments. So 
Statistically, there's expectations for him to perform in these in these moments coming up. There's no debating on whose team it is. It's Kawhi Leonard's team, and he's on the second best team in the NBA in terms of record. You know, there's he's on not on a roster that's poor. There'd be expectations for this team whether he was on it or not. Obviously, with him on the roster, there's championship expectations for the Toronto Raptors this season. But the main reason why this is the most important stretch of basketball in Kawhi's career, it's because of the landscape of the NBA in this season. For the past decade, LeBron James has had a stranglehold on the NBA as he made to the finals year after year after year, and clearly he was regarded as the best player in the NBA undebatably. No matter what stars came and went, you know, LeBron James always was at the top. He was the pinnacle of NBA players, but this season, it seems as if, even though he's having a great statistical year, LeBron James didn't make the playoffs. The throne for the top player in the NBA is up for grabs. Now, a lot of people have been quick to say that Giannis Antetokounmpo is the next in line, the next to the throne. Some people have said KD, even though KD's only like a couple years younger than LeBron James. But those are the two names that have really been thrown around. Steph Curry, James Harden as well. Those are the four guys that I've really talked about as the next players that can really step up and be the face of the NBA. That's a quote that a lot of people are talking about a lot. You know, ESPN, they're all hoping for a new face, a new guy to talk about on every night. And Kawhi Leonard probably will never be the face of the league. But could he be regarded as the best? Could he be regarded as the playoff performer that absolutely picks apart teams that he goes up against? And is the top of the mantle of players that win, that win championships, that statistically dominate in the playoffs, right? Kawhi Leonard, I think, is capable of doing that. And he's on a roster where they have the pieces put around him to win a championship. So there's no real excuses for him being on a roster with no talent. You know, he's a guy that's shown that he plays at a superstar level. He's on a solid roster. So there's certainly an opportunity for him to make a deep playoff run and knock off a bunch of teams, just take over the playoffs and establish himself as that guy in the NBA. You know, that guy that's the best. That guy that no one wants to play against because you know that you're not going to win. You know, it's going to be tough to really overcome that Kawhi mantle. And it's, you know, in the same vein, LeBron James had a stranglehold in the East. No one wanted to face him, even when his team was trash. You know, I think Kawhi Leonard could establish that presence because there's a void right now. There's a void in the league as the player that really is regarded as the scariest player in the East, the scariest player that, you you know, you want to go up against. And people are quick to say that Giannis is going to be that next guy. You know, Shaquille O'Neal has compared him to himself, giving him the Superman nickname. You know, Joel Embiid has said he's the most dominant player in the league. And then when he said that, everyone made the comparison to Giannis, and there's a huge debate there. But Kawhi Leonard isn't really mentioned as that. And if these players like Giannis or Embiid make it to the finals or really show assert their dominance over the Eastern Conference this year, whether Kawhi stays or leaves, they're going to be the top of the mental then. You know, even if he comes out the year after and beats them, they're still going to be the guy that everyone was chasing. They're, you know, they're going to have a year of people talking about them, having the legacy built up. So the fact that there's uncertainty. There's a void at the top of the East, the top of the league right now. Kawhi has to run in that space if he wants to cement himself as one of the players that, you know, is an all-time great, is an all-time GOAT, you know, was a guy that was regarded as the best player in his league when he played, whether he's the face or not, was the best, was the surefire mountain to play off of. And he's talented enough. You know, he's shown he can show up in the biggest of moments. So it's not a question of if he's capable. It's a question of whether he's going to step up with this Toronto Raptors team in the playoffs right now. So that void is why this stretch is so important for Kawhi. I think the second most important is he's probably not going to get an opportunity like this again. When you look at his path to a possible NBA championship this year, it's a lot easier than a lot of people expected. You know, if I told you at the beginning of this season 
that the Milwaukee Bucks, even though they've overperformed, but the Bucks were regarded as a team that was probably going to be a fifth seed coming to the league. That's where a lot of people had them. They have them competing with the Pacers for fourth and fifth. You know, if I told you that an inexperienced Milwaukee Bucks team that's never made it out of the first round with their current group of guys is the, the toughest opponent that we're going to have to face to get to the finals, I'd take that every day of the week going into this season. Now, obviously, the Bucks have overperformed, and they still are going to be a d- difficult matchup for the Toronto Raptors, no matter how Kawhi plays or whatever. But they still are inexperienced. They haven't been through those moments in terms of late playoff battles when everything's on the line, when you're on the biggest stage. You know, they haven't seen that. You know, and you can make arguments with the Sixers and the Celtics. They've been pretty good, too. But I think both of those teams have been underwhelming, even with how many trades and how many people the Sixers have added. The Celtics, you know, they've been a train wreck all year, and then they have some great games, so they're unpredictable. But in terms of the other top three teams in the Eastern Conference, they're all beatable. They all have some vulnerabilities I I think will be fixed up next season. You know, Joel Embiid will be a year older. Simmons will be a year older. Kyrie, we don't know what's going to happen. The Celtics, so we'll leave them out. But Giannis will obviously have more playoff experience going into next season. So this is the year when the Eastern Conference, I still think, is the most wide open in terms of where it's going to be. And let's just say he leaves. Let's just say the season doesn't go that great. And uh, he leaves the Clippers, because that's the other real name that people are talking about. He's trying to enter in the Western Conference conference where he has to face up against Houston, Golden State, OKC, established teams year in, year out, which is just going to be a lot more difficult. And, you know, we know in the Western Conference, we saw LeBron James. Kawhi Leonard likes to rest a lot of games, which is 100% fair, and we'll get into that after. But if he rests for the LA Clippers, you know, they're not going to win. They're not going to be a top seed in the Western Conference. The West is so deep. You know, LeBron James misses the same amount of games Kawhi missed this season, and he's out of the playoffs. He's not even there. He was a third seed when he played, but then he misses a few, you know, I think it was 20 games or so, and they're completely out, and he can't get back in. I'm not saying the LA Clippers won't make it if Kawhi sits, but it's going to be tough to get a top seed in the West, even if the playoff battles are, you know, you could argue that there's less top, top teams in the Western Conference. And the final point on terms of the teams, the Golden State Warriors look a bit vulnerable this season. I know they'd still be picked as the favorites, right? They'd still be picked as the team that would be expected to win, especially where they brought in DeMarcus Cousins, but he hasn't fit seamlessly in in fitting into that roster. You know, it hasn't been a perfect fit there. You know, on offense, they're great. They're one of the best all-time teams ever, but defensively, Bookie kind of slows them down a little bit. They're used to having a big mobile center that can play defense and let everyone else shoot on offense. Bookie doesn't really bring that for you on the defensive end, so defensively, you could really take advantage of them in the pick and roll. And Draymond Green, he's been you know, in terms of his own player, like obviously he's still a good player, but he's been horrible when you compare him to his years past. You know, this is by far his worst season, and you know, that front line I think can be really taken advantage of in terms of the Raptors going up against them in the finals, right? So I think there's some vulnerabilities there from the Warriors. You know, KD, he's had his worst defensive season for the Warriors. Now that will probably pick up again in the playoffs, but uh, they're still a very, very good team and be the favorites. But I think there's some vulnerabilities there, and that leads me to my next point. If you can knock off the Warriors, the team that swept LeBron in two straight seasons, if the Raptors can knock them off or even make a good series out of it, even though the Raptors all-around team, you know, the, the players around Kawhi are much better than the players that were around the LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers, they look at, you know, Kawhi brought the Raptors, he brought his team further against the Golden State Warriors with DeMarcus Cousins than LeBron James could. You know, people would make that direct comparison, whether it be fair or not. So in the eyes of people, in the eyes of the average NBA fan, I think people will regard Kawhi, obviously not in terms of legacy, because he has a lot to go to match LeBron James in terms of legacy, but in terms of just 
right now playing ability and comparing him into his last couple years in Cleveland, I think people would put Kawhi at that level. You know, it's all about perception in the NBA. And if he can make a run against the Golden State Warriors in this season with a team up north from Canada that nobody talks about, this could be huge for Kawhi Leonard. Huge. So I think he really has to take advantage of this opportunity that he's been presented. And my final point about why this is the most important stretch for Kawhi Leonard's career is because he is well-rested. You know, this whole season, he's played about 59 games as of right now. You know, there's one more game to go, so we'll see if he hits the 60 mark. But Kawhi Leonard's going to be fresher than any superstar in the NBA. And that's a luxury of playing with the Toronto Raptors in the Eastern Conference. You know, if he, as I mentioned earlier, he wouldn't be, he's not going to be able to do that in the future if he leaves. You know, if he goes to a different conference, if he goes to the West, he can't do that and still have a top seed in the in his respective conference. So there's that. And even if he stays, I feel like it'll be tougher to rest him on a night-in, night-out basis because there's a built-in excuses here because he only played nine games the season prior. So the, the rest makes sense. It's all load management. But so people aren't really talking about it as much as they probably would if he was purely healthy, if he's two years coming off injury instead of one. So he has this out of being a, the freshest player in the NBA without any judgment, so to speak, from the average NBA fan. So the fact that he's fresh, the fact that the Eastern Conference is probably the, the best opportunity he's going to get in the coming years, the fact that he's on a Toronto Raptors team that's very strong, very capable of winning, the fact that he can win his first ring or make his first playoff run for a team that's never had true playoff success, never made it to the finals, never really has been regarded as the top playoff team even though the past five years were like third best in the in the league but it's all about perception in terms of how you're being regarded as a legend in the NBA so you know bringing the Toronto Raptors to the spot will be huge for him and it would validate everything that he's done for the San Antonio Spurs in the past of his career by doing it for a different roster than Greg Popovich San Antonio Spurs which has been notoriously known to get the best out of players. I just want to end this podcast off with saying, because everyone's talking about how the Toronto Raptors have all the pressure, them as a franchise, because they went all in on Kawhi Leonard. They they gave up on the face of their franchise. They gave up on DeMar DeRozan to bring this guy in. So there's this one-year window where all the pressure's on the Raptors to bring, make this guy happy and keep him and make him stay and make a run and all that sort of stuff. That's what the, all the narratives have been about. But I think there's equal pressure on Kawhi Leonard to perform at the best of the best of his abilities, to make a deep playoff run for this team for because of all the things I mentioned. So I think it's a perfect match for the Toronto Raptors and Kawhi Leonard right now because both should desperately want to win in this postseason. And as a Raptors fan, hopefully it all works out. Hopefully it all comes together. But let me know what you guys think. Do you think this is the most important stretch of Kawhi Leonard's basketball career? Or, you know, is this playoffs just something he can, you know, it's obviously important regardless, a playoff run, but is this just another year for Kawhi? Or do you agree with me in terms of this is the year that he can really cement himself, cement his legacy in the NBA? But you're the best for making this fire. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. I didn't plug at the beginning of this podcast, so I'll plug it now. We're on all podcasts platforms spotify apple music or apple podcast that's what it's called and uh google play so check us out on there you know we really appreciate all the support you guys bring us you know your comments reviews i saw a comment on the last video we try and read out all the comments so if you want to shout leave a comment below dm us on instagram we try and do all the best if we miss one keep keep dming us we we try and keep them out but uh shout out to sergio sergio mota I apologize if I messed up the pronunciation, but he left us a five-star review on iTunes, so shout out to you, my guy. You know, if you want to shout, leave us a review on iTunes. We appreciate that. You know, big, big, big stretch of basketball coming up for the Toronto Raptors. Six days away from upon recording, I believe, so I'm excited. Anyways, I'm signing out. Cheers.